Coming up on this week's edition of the Smitty and Mitty Show. We're joined by one of our childhood idols as Dan O'Toole joins us for an extended conversation. It's one you won't want to miss, and it's here on the Smitty and Mitty Show. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Start your engines! 90% of the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. The show that's got everyone saying... You're so dumb, for real. With Smitty. What you just said is one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. And Mitty. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? you. That's my name. This is the Smitty Mini Show. The Smitty Mini Show is back here for another week here. Episode 108, Smitty Mini Show Radio Network. Rogers TV coming up later on in the show. Did I miss anything? Are we on any other networks since he last talked to me? If you are... If you are a network if that's you're looking for oh, us. Yeah. We're always here. We're always here. Email us, smittymittyshow at gmail.com. If you want us played on your station, let us know. You should also follow us, smittymittyshow on Instagram, us. Facebook, and Twitter. Um, but if you're listening to it on the radio, you're not going to get to see the Rogers television part. I don't know why you said No, that. but it's it's like a syndication theme type thing, you know? So you're just gonna, you just named everything off? I did. I did. I named them all off. That's what we do now. Okay. Well, let's thank our sponsors. Dave Middleton, Sun Life Financial Life is brighter under the sun. Gold line curling, the choice of champions, the 2022, is it 2023? 2023, 20 February. So it is the men's and women's Ontario championships. Coming to Port Elgin, Ontario, check out online when tickets are available. We will obviously have some guests on a little bit later in the year to talk about that. We are uh, working on a couple of the curlers as well. They're going to be there. Look Look forward in the new year and as we head towards Christmas. But for this show, we have a special, special, special Ooh, guest for you. We talked to his partner, wow, wow, wow. his partner in crime for uh, a good part of his career a little bit earlier. Good as, part, uh, it bulk of his career. Dan O'Toole will be joining us here in just a little bit to talk about his life at that company that cannot be named. No, we can't talk about the company. Can't name the company on this no, show. This episode, no. it's off the table. But you guys so. know legality reasons you know yeah. uh dan o'toole joins us in just a little bit to talk uh, a little bit more sports talk on the other side some nfl the bills losing uh maybe some baseball if we have time but we'll see how the show goes yeah i, I, I can do like one quick baseball here okay go we have a little go. bit of time yeah 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 what would you rather using alec manoa in a game 162 to get home field or risking it starting maybe a raw stripling i thought we planned to talk about this later we're going to talk about who's okay. starting later, but I want to know where you would rather the games to be. Would you rather have your rotation set up or be at home? It, I'd rather home, be at home. Does home matter that much? Home matters that much to me. It's a three-game series where every single game is at home. Does home matter to you for revenue's sake? Because, I mean, you're not getting any of that money. I'm not the owner. Why would the revenue matter to me? So what matters to you? Playing inside of Rockus Rogers Center. So the fans make the difference for you? Absolutely. Do they not for you? Like, you've seen the Rogers Center back in 15 and 16. I think that makes a world of a difference. I think it could make a difference. Now that Canada's dropped the vaccine restrictions, obviously there was that problem where, let's say, Seattle had to come over. Would Robbie Ray be able to come? Probably not. Yeah, that sucks. So sucks a little bit. What, did they dropped it? That's how you wanted to win? No, but it's just like, oh, it would have helped a little bit, you know? It definitely would have helped, but I mean, I'd rather have it this way, have best on best and not have to do that stupid conversation we had all year. 
Yeah. I thought we were done talking about that anyways. Well, this is the last time. Because this actually will probably be legit one of the Because Canada last has time. dropped it. I, th- I just think... I would rather have Alec Manoa in a three-game series. If I had to if I had to use him in 162 to get home, I would rather risk it, throw one of my other pitchers, throw a Ross Stripling who's like who might Especially against Baltimore, eh? You could probably win that game without him. That's what I'm saying. And I'd rather So if you back your way into home field with Alec Manoa, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you don't and you have to go on the road, hey, I have Manoa Gosman 1-2. It, it's going to be pretty ch- hard for another team to beat Does it change your mind if it depends on who you're going to? Like if you kind of know it's either home field or you're going to blank. Like if you're going home field or Tampa Bay, does that change your mind versus home field or Cleveland? I think there's something about the trop, but I'm not worried about playing at the trop. If I have Alec Manoa. I hate the trop. If I have Manoa and Gosman going at first one, two in a series, I could care less where it is. I honestly could care less. I'd rather be a Roger center. But if I have those two, the best pitchers, we're on going, my staff, we're going, I'm, I will we go with you. We cannot afford that. I don't think we, we could can. not afford to go to the judge games earlier in the week. It was about $550 to get one seat in the OV. Yeah, the judge games uh, against the uh, Yankees. Terrible. Anyways, let's get into our guest this week because we've got a whole whack of content coming up. Joining us now, uh, former host of a certain sports network's show. Uh, we had his co-host on earlier on in the year. Uh, now hosting his own podcast, Boomsies, on the Bet Rivers Network it's Mr. Dan O'Toole. Dan, thanks for hopping on and joining us here on the Smitty Mitty Show this week. It's great to be here, guys. I want to clear up something. Who's Smitty and who's Mitty? Oh, we should have. We definitely should have done definitely that the first time we brought you on. <laughs> so I'm I'm Mitty. I'm the Mitty part. You're Mitty, and I guess you're Smitty. So process elimination. Right. We've actually set it up nicely here in the studio, so that when you're looking at us, it's Smitty on your left, Mitty on the right, Smitty and Mitty. So if that helps at all, that's how you can remember it. So when I used to work at a uh, sports network and you have two anchors on a show and uh, one sits on the left, one sits on the right and people, I didn't know this read too much into where the anchors sit because one night someone wasn't there and I was sitting on a opposite side than I usually am. My cousin emailed me and said, Dan, I'm so happy that you finally got the lead anchor chair. <laughs> You finally got that chair. I'm so happy for you. So I'm like, what the are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm I'm saying that because I don't think there's any um, there's nothing like that put into where you guys sit. No, like there's not a lead seat on the podcast. No, that, that resonates with me, though, because like we used to have a sign. It's, be, it's behind the camera now that just says the Smitty Mitty show that was behind us. And people kept saying, well, like I, you must be the co-host, Mitty, because obviously Smitty's the the main host. His name is first. So we had to take the sign away because I was done with that. <laughs> it just flows better. Well, exactly. I, that's I, the thing. I, it, to it, be more, honest more with you, I don't even know if it just flows better. It just, that's what it was decided one night in college. And that's what it is. Like, it's not, it's not getting changed now. That's what it was five years ago, six years ago. Now that's not, if I could take it back, I would fight harder for my name to be first. Well, we had Jay and Dan. And if you say Dan and Jay it just doesn't, doesn't sound right so we always but, just stuck with but it jay doesn't sound right now because of how long it has been jay and dan if it was all if it was always dan and jay then it, that would just be what it is Nah, we tried it we we thought about it we give it much thought and we're like nah it just doesn't sound right <laughs> so you got to keep it i know you're tr- Mitty. i know you're trying to push for put your name up there it just doesn't sound right bud i know i agree that's why it hasn't changed but in my head that's it's always it going to be Mitty and smitty in my head just nowhere else so you're we big, did. You're uh, a big Cranberries fan. 
<laughs> in my head. Oh, in my. Oh, that's in your head. Sorry. That's in your head. It could be in his head though. Uh, so we did, we, the, you mentioned Jay there, we did talk to Jay previously. So I'm going to try not to, uh, to kind of recycle a bunch of questions here, but there there's all oh, recycle all you want. Re recycle, reduce, reuse. <laughs> it just seems, it seems cheap. I don't know. To just be asking the exact same question. So we at least you put would, your name on actually, the Actually, I would find that very entertaining if you ask all the exact same questions and then you, you compare our answers. <laughs> well, I do. I do. For the very last question, I have a question that we asked him and I want to know if you could answer him, if you could figure out what his answer is going to be. And then answer it yourself and see if it comes out the same. Okay, so that, we know each other pretty well, so I think I'm going to do good. At that. That's something to look forward to. That's something to look forward <laughs> to to the uh, to towards the end. So I know, okay. uh, doing my research, I know that you were kind of you, you didn't know what you wanted to do. You ended up getting into you know radio broadcasting late into uh, college, and then taking it into what it turned into. What made you push yourself into radio broadcasting versus doing something else? I took a co-op course actually two of them in high school. The first one was in like a grade three or four class. Uh, I said, I cannot do this job. I will go crazy. So I, I just finished it, got my credits for that co-op, knew I wasn't going to be a teacher. So the second time around when you could do co-op, I opted to do it at the, re the university radio station in Peterborough, Trent Radio. And as soon as I showed up there and I saw the DJs doing their thing, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a real job. I want to do this. And that was the start of why I got into broadcasting because it didn't seem like a real job. So yes, I am a lazy person. <laughs> well, obviously you walked in there that day and uh, your career was set forth on its path. Uh, you went to Algonquin, uh, ended up, you know, calling play-by-play -play for the 67s while you were there, um, got a job out of college in Vancouver. What was that path like? What made you end up in Vancouver doing traffic of all things way up in the air. Is that a, is that a big difference? Like what, how do we get there? How do we get up in the air doing traffic in Vancouver? Well, uh, an airplane. <laughs> it was an airplane. He told me it was a helicopter. We did have an argument. It about was this. an airplane. We did have an argument about that. I didn't know how you could get an airplane that low to see traffic. You fly 1500 uh, feet. So that's what you fly out in a little Cessna. And how I got that job was because this is internet was just starting kind of, but you didn't go to the internet to look for anything in like 95, 96. So there we had message boards at our college with job postings. And one of the job postings was for an airborne traffic reporter. And the interview was in Toronto. So me and a classmate hopped in her car, drove from Ottawa to Toronto and I ended up getting the job. She didn't. So that was an awkward drive back because she was the one driving. So um, I negotiated a horrible contract. It was like something like twelve dollars or $13,000 for a year. And I had to move across the country, pay my own expenses. And I had to drive the pilot's car out because he had to drive the plane out. His car barely worked. Anyway, that's how I got the job because the, the company was based in Toronto. They wanted to hire some people for cheap. And I went and did airborne traffic reporting, reporting on traffic of roads that I had never seen before in my life. So it was very bizarre. It should not be recommended to any future employees. Hire someone from that city who knows the roads and knows how to say them. Anyway, I did 501 flights there and survived. Uh, it lulls you to sleep. I don't know about you guys, but as soon as I get on a plane, 
it's like white noise and I fall asleep. So that would happen. And my pilot would nudge me. It's like your report's coming up. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> so um, that was that was a tough one. Always wanting to sleep. And my door opened a couple times. But it's not as scary what? as it sounds because you're flying and you've got the 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 pressure of the wind. So it's not like your 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 door flies open and stuff starts flying out. It's just like opens a crack and like, ah, oh, I better open that. Or I better close that. Um, so it was a very interesting time. Um, would I do it again? Sure. Why not? But next time I would do what my pilot told me. He's like, you're doing so many flights. You could have your pilot's license by the time uh like in a in a matter of what was it a few months i think you have your basic training but i was getting so many hours he could have trained me while we were doing it i should have done that but i wouldn't trust me flying a plane no you just put like all the panic into me because i am terrified of flying yeah like we flew into boston once i left a handprint on my mom's leg because i was so scared like i if that if that door opened a little bit you would have to like use a scraper to get me off that seat to give me okay, a let's dive into this a little. So why are you terrified? Because you're in the air and humans probably shouldn't be in the air. If, if humans we were, were meant to fly, I would be, air. we would be a bird. We would have, you know, air in our bones and we would have wings if we were meant to fly. I think the terror comes because I don't like being on boats in the middle of the water either. So I think the terror comes from not being able to control my own death, knowing that I could do nothing about it. If I was falling from 15,000 feet or whatever down to the ground, I can't do anything about it. If the ship was to sink in the middle of the Atlantic, Nothing I can do about it. I'm dying anyways, and I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm just gonna see it coming. I think that's where my fear comes from. If we're gonna dig into it deeply, but does anyone control their own death? See, now, we're, now, we're, now we're getting super deep. We also and don't now like... I picture you like in a Bond movie, falling from like the CN Tower, and you yelling, "I was supposed to control <laughs> my own death." It's more like if, if I'm if I'm driving on the 401, I control how safe I am. I know that I can go 20 in the side, like on the side, on the I side. I feel like we I'm talked fine. about this yesterday too. We also don't like, like we like to be the gay, the guys driving, right? Like if I'm going somewhere, yeah. I prefer yeah. to drive. So like kind of goes back to the same thing. I it's like just to control. Be, I like it's to be in thing. control. We're control freaks. What if you were flying the plane or driving the boat? See, I could do that. There was a, there actually was a point where I considered becoming a pilot as a profession. Which seems really seems backwards, but that it's he's completely right. I would control the plane. I would know what's going on. Then I'd understand it more. And I think you would do it more. Like I've been on a plane maybe five, six times in my life. So maybe if I did it more, I'd start to get more comfortable. But like I got to shut those Mayday shows off. Yeah. Like a, two weeks before I'm getting on a plane, I'm not watching. I'm not watching like United okay. 93. I'm watching no <laughs> kind of flight movies, not at all. Um, what's the movie that all oh, the hunger games? Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. So I was watching that on a flight and I still never seen the movie while awake, but I put it on before I went to sleep. And at some point there's a siren in that movie, like calling people. It goes like, yeah. so that kept going off. And I thought we were crashing every time that that siren went off in my movie. So don't watch that movie on flights. No, my, my flights are try to fall asleep. So at least I, so again, I don't see it coming then. If I, if it's going to happen, I'm sleeping, whatever. He, he crashed peacefully in his sleep. That's what I want my, uh, my eulogy <laughs> to say in the newspaper. Um, yeah, but so, it is very natural. Like uh, I saw one comedian saying, um, oh, what? You, you can't relax while we're hurtling through the air at 800 miles an hour. What are you crazy? Like he's pointing out 
yeah, it's kind of weird that we are flying. So to not be relaxed is very normal. Makes sense. Just- I, always, I always have to end up just drugging myself up, you know, a little put myself to sleep. Fine. Yeah. Be, just get through do the what flight. You need to I, do. Just, I hate it. I hate it. If I can avoid it, I will at all costs. Oh, yeah. I have one flying story. Um, and the only reason I'm telling is because uh, it has uh, the now play-by-play man of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dave Randorff, involved in it. I was flying to London for the Olympics. And when you fly over a certain um, length, uh, they put you at the front of the bus with uh, work. So we were, we were in the nice section, lying down. I had a meal. I took a sleeping pill and I went to Betty Bye. So when I wake up, we're like in our descent. And when we finally get come to a stop, Dave's sitting behind me and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I stand up. I say, Dave, I missed, I missed the hot towels. I, what else did I miss? He looks at me with anger in his eyes and said, you missed everything. (laughs) I'd never seen anyone upset with someone sleeping on a plane. He was like upset that I missed stuff. So I always remember that. If someone falls asleep on a plane, Dave Randorf looking me in the eyes and saying, you missed everything. Dave, Don't sleep uh, on Dave Randorf. No, D- Dave Randorf, one of like our, he was one of our first bigger guests we had on this show. And when we did go to talk to him, I think one of my first questions, I mentioned that Tampa was in the Atlantic division. And then just oh, yeah. right by right at the end of my question, he looks me in the eye and he goes, actually, Tampa's in the central division, but great research, fellas. And that's oh, after that, after yes. that, I did so much research on every guest <laughs> because I was like, I will not, if I'm, if I didn't research something, I'm not breaking it up. And he, he talked pretty quick. So we've both been Ramboed. Yeah. <laughs> we looked Rambo's at each other after the call and we were just like, how do we not like catch that? How do we like, not how do we, look it up? How quickly? do we get that? It would have taken two seconds. Guess what? No one gives a crap. Yeah. No, no. But it was like, it Dave was, did. Yeah. Dave, Dave, for, for a quick Dave few probably still talking about it to this day. <laughs> yeah. He mentions it on almost every Tampa Bay broadcast. <laughs> right. He goes, "Those idiots back in London, <laughs> what conference we're in." Uh, so let's jump ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll okay. go straight. We're we're gonna pass your time with Jay and Dan. We're gonna go right into when you decide to leave. You took a show, which I mean, we get so excited to talk to you and Jay. We were just, we've been giddy just getting ready to do it because your show was something we grew up on. That's what we watched every morning getting ready for school. And that's what we talked about when we got to school. We talked about what happened on Jay and Dan today. That's just what it was. So what was in that decision to move to the States and take yourself away from what was the most popular show in Canada? I could say at least one of the most popular sports shows in Canada and take it to a different market who didn't really know you. Okay, so you know the sound of a truck it makes when it backs up and goes beep, beep. Imagine that truck is full of money. <laughs> That's understandable. That's one of the reasons. Uh, the other reason is we went to one of our previous bosses and he, he said to us, if you were my son coming to me, asking me if I should stay or should I go? I would say, son, go and have a blast. So as soon as he said that, we knew that was the right decision. And then we were able to go and have no regrets. How many times do you get to be part of a network that's just launching? Uh, so that was pretty cool. How many times do you get to live in LA? That was pretty cool. And how many times do you get to work for an amazing company like Fox? So 
we just decided let's go for it. So we did it for four years. Uh, by the time we left, we were the only remaining two from the original hires along with Carissa Thompson. Uh, she's still there. She's the only one remaining from the entire group that got hired because a whole new management team came in. They went to a whole new focus. Uh, so they got rid of everyone, but we have zero regrets and we are so happy we went there. It's just trying to go against ESPN, someone that's been there for 30 years in today's day and age. Maybe if you had done it 20 years ago when there wasn't 500 cable systems and 500 channels, because if you have to carry around a card that you have to hand someone, because if they say, oh, I'm on AT&T, oh, it's channel 1635. Oh, I'm on Comcast. Okay, it's channel 526. How the hell are you ever going to stumble upon a channel? So it was, it, was a, um, it was a tough climb from the very beginning. We were very naive and thinking, oh, yeah, we'll put a dent in ESPN. No, we didn't. We are just getting started. A whole lot more coming up with Dan O'Toole on the Smitty and Mitty Show. You're listening, podcast episode 108 and on the Smitty Mitty Show radio network. Finances change as life changes, like when you get married or start a new job or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge. And I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life Advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes. Goldline is proud to be a sponsor of the Port Elgin Chrysler 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties, presented by Bruce Power, coming to Saugeen Shores January 23rd to the 29th. When you're ready to curl like a pro, shop Goldline, the choice of champions. This is the Smitty and Mitty Show. Welcome back to the Smitty and Mitty Show here on the TSMS Radio Network podcast, episode 108. Our guest this week, Dan O'Toole, uh, very much a childhood idol of myself and Mitty. Uh, pleasure to have him on the show and talk this week. Just before the break, we were talking uh, about his time with Jay and being on the show and moving from Canada here down to the States and how that move um, sat with a lot of the viewers here in Canada, but more importantly, how it was a move that, uh, and Dan, I think you can agree, when we talk to you guys, it seems like that move had to be made. And if you could do it over again 10 times, you would do the exact same thing. The biggest annoyance was the people saying, oh, you guys are sellouts. And I wanted to sit them down and say, well, okay. Can Michael Bublé only release songs in Canada? He's only allowed to sell music in Canada. Nope. You cannot take a penny from the States. Uh, professional athletes, they have to stay and play on a team in Canada. I, I never understood that. And then I also wanted to say, okay, say you're working at GM and you could go work at the GM uh, in LA making 50 more dollars an hour. Are you going to say no to that? And will someone call you a sellout for going to live in LA for 50 more dollars an hour and going on an exciting adventure? Hell no. But we were called sellouts. So that was always a tough one to swallow. And I don't know why. I just wanted to literally call each of these people up and say, 
why are we sellouts? We're just, we're just trying something new. We aren't allowed to like broaden our horizons. We aren't allowed to, to spread our wings. That was the only drawback. That was I think I can answer that, that for you. Okay. I think it's because people were hurt that you left. I think mm-hmm. you became part of the family for a lot of people. And to know that you were, it, it felt like you were leaving the family to go to, you know, the mean brother next door. Ah, uh, okay. If well, we never sense. meant that. We stayed together. We went on an adventure. And we I didn't feel back. that way. I just it's it like, might be hey, we should have said, hey, everyone, we're going off to college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to be gone for four years, and we'll be back. Well, and well we that's... didn't. We didn't know it was only going to be four years because it was a four-year contract, and then they just didn't renew it. So we didn't know that would be the length. But we should have just said that. Hey, we're going, or pretend we're your teenage son and we're going on a European trip. When did you realize that you weren't going to get another contract? Oh, and they, we got moved, our show got moved out of like the size of an airplane hanger into a closet. We were put into an old closet and they're like, ah, we can build a studio in here. Cause they were thinking, well, these guys are still under contract. I guess we'll find something them for them to do. So we did, it went from a three hour show with a cast of, uh, Carissa Thompson, Andy Roddick, Donna McNabb, Gary Payton, Ephraim Salam, Gabe Kapler, uh, to in a massive studio, three hours every single night to Jay and I in a broom closet for half hour a night uh, for about six months. And then with six months to go on our contract, they pull us into the office. They're like, guys, uh, the show's over. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're going to honor your contracts uh, as long as you don't say anything bad about the company. We're like, no problem. So we just <laughs> went home and uh, that was that. Well, it's just, the, it, I know looking back at it now, I think what Mitty was saying is it, it felt like it hurt. It felt like you lost, you know, something that had been a big part of your life, even though all of us, even I think us teenagers at the time, we understood it. We knew why it was happening. No one was actually mad about it. It just felt like, Kicking the balls. You felt like we broke up with you and you didn't want to get broken up with. Yeah. And listen, I know what breakups feel like. They all suck. Right. And the uncertainty of what's going to be next. Like this is the show I loved and watched forever. Made me laugh every morning. Who am I supposed to watch? What am I going to watch now? Who who are they going to put on there? Nobody's going to be as good. But eventually we came back. (laughs) And I have to say the last four years of our show were my favorite. Um, We, we were able to, figure out some things that worked and didn't work in LA and combine those with things that worked and didn't work from the previous show. So it was many years of trial and error that resulted in my favorite four years of shows that we ever did. And Jay and I, in those last four years, never laughed as much together as we did. At least once a week, one of us would be crying. We would be laughing so hard. And that was our main goal every night going to work was, Okay, I'm going to try to make them laugh because uh, we knew how to set each other up exactly. We, we knew how to, okay, I have to shut up here. That's, by the way, I'm going to interrupt myself. That's one of the greatest tips I can give young broadcasters or aspiring broadcasters. 98% of the time, just shut up. Just don't say anything. Because some people, when they're doing highlights or they want to be funny, they, oh, I'm going to say a word here. But why? You don't need to let it breathe, let it breathe. So once we figured all that out, all those 
all those years of experience, that's what resulted in my favorite shows that we've ever done. So that was very fun. This is going to seem like a pretty harsh question, and I don't mean it to be at all. But Ooh. coming back and, and having so much fun, how did you feel then when the decision was made to let you go? Oh, I was baffled. I was like, what, what the hell happened? At first, I, I woke up to an email. So uh, I'm like, this is weird. I'm being asked to uh, take part in a business meeting. I'm like, I am involved in no business. So I called a buddy who got laid off two weeks prior. He's like, ooh, I got that same email. Sorry, Dan. So yeah, I was completely taken um, aback by that email, but sometimes things happen. And then you realize that uh, you didn't really like working at a place when you are far removed from it, you're like, wait a minute. I was getting home at two in the morning, every single night, chasing sleep, uh, never seeing friends and family, always being tired. And I was thinking that was fun and a good time. Wow. It was like Stockholm syndrome. So now I don't have to do that. And I can actually go to sleep at a regular time and and function like a regular human and have morning appointments. And it's glorious. It is glorious. And don't have to answer to, uh, well, I can't even mention that. I can't even mention that I worked for anyone. He who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. contract's here. Totally Want to read it? We can all read it together. <laughs> it essentially says, don't ever mention this company or we will sue you. All right. So tell yeah. us a little bit quickly. Uh, <laughs> we got a few more minutes left here uh, yep. about the new endeavor, Boomsies. How long, first of all, after you got let go, before this kind of started to take shape, at least in your mind, at least it was a thought before it actually got down. I think it was just a, less than a year after you got let go when Boomsies came to the air. And tell us a little bit about how it got going. In all honesty, guys, I didn't think I'd, I was starting to think I wasn't going to work in broadcasting anymore because to this day, I still have not received a single call from a single broadcaster. Oh, no, no. That's a lie. I got a text from a radio station and they asked if I would host their football nights at a bar for a hundred dollars. Nice. Just a shot in the dark. <laughs> And I, I, I handled it very gentlemanly. I'm like, you know, that's, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I wanted to point out that for the length of time I would have been there, my babysitter makes the same for her time that I would be making for my time. Not to discount a babysitter, but I've been working in the industry since 1997 and I'm making babysitter rates. So that was all I've been offered was babysitter rates to host NFL football for a radio station. So, yeah. Um, so I started doing my Instagram thing where I did a Danitize where I told um, companies, send me the products, send me your products that you've been affected by COVID. I'll promote them. And that got the creative juices flowing again. And then I got a call one day from, these guys based in Chicago and they're like, Hey, do you want to work with us? And then at the, the same week, I don't know what was happening, but three other people called and they said, Hey, do you want to work with us? And it was all in the same industry. And I, I, I decided to go with these guys and it was the best decision I've ever made. They are hands down the best company I've ever worked for. 
And you wouldn't think that because you watch all the, the casino movies and you, you're like, wait, these guys are like mob bosses. These guys are like the, the trippiest, hippiest dudes where they're like, I'll get an email. How are you feeling today, Dan? Just wanted to check on you. Just want to see how you're doing. And I'm like, in all my years and every job I've ever had, I've never had bosses wanting to just know how you're doing or actually listening to your opinions where I say, ah, I don't think I want to do that. And they're like, okay, don't you do whatever makes you happy. I'm like, a lot of times I've got to pinch myself. I'm like, are these real bosses? Is this, is this a real job? So, and then when it came to the podcast, we started batting around ideas and I said, uh, how about I do a podcast and call it boomsies? And they're like, that sounds great. They didn't dive into like, well, what's a boomsies? Can you describe boomsies? Uh, they're just like, I love the name. What are you going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know, whatever I feel like. They're like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and again, I'm just like, what is happening here? You go from 22 years of sit down, read this, and shut up and don't complain. Show up at this event. Shut up. Don't complain. And that's it. These guys, I don't want to show up to that event. Okay, Dan, whatever you want. <laughs> so it's amazing. And uh, I do want to say something oh, talking about negativity. So I'm, I've talked about on the podcast how I'm clean and sober now since February 9th, 2021. So a lot of people, well, a lot, I should say a handful of people say like, well, Dan, you, um, you battle addictions. How can you promote a gambling site? So I try to have again, an adult conversation. I'm like, I totally hear you. But at the same time, okay, so I don't, I'm not going to ever take an alcohol sponsor or weed sponsor. Then, okay. What if I took, uh, like, a a fast food sponsor. Okay. There's people that are addicted to fast food. If you look at anything that is sold to you, someone is addicted to it. And I'm not saying gambling's the lesser of all the evils, but it's not booze and alcohol. So, and if you, if you want to complain about people selling booze and alcohol, that's how every sports team is supported by booze. So I don't know why these complaints come to me. I don't know why I'm the complaint department <laughs> where they come to me and say, I actually say, well, how am I going to make a living if I can't take money from gambling, booze, drugs, uh, pharmaceuticals, fast food? Who, who's going to pay me? I think you, uh, I think you just listen to the complaints a little louder than you got to mute the complaints. You got to just let them. I know, but I, I just want everyone to get along. That's all I want. That's all I want in this world. Everyone to get along. I will say this, that like bet companies ever since it has become legal here in Ontario too, they do a really good job at making sure that you are safe while you play. There's questions that like, that are you sober while you're playing? Cause you're not allowed to do it while you're intoxicated. Yep. There's bet limits that you can't lose a certain amount in a month, in a week, in a day. You can't put a certain amount of money in, in a week, in a month, in a day. So there are a lot of restrictions there to make sure you don't yeah. get addicted to a point where it's affecting your life. I've never opened a, a can of beer and it, it says, hey, just watch out. Which beer is this? Mm. Like, there's no, they don't care. They don't care how many you have. Were so we, there's a difference. Were there. we just saying our, our betting app the other day started asking us if we're fit to play as soon as you log on? It's one of the first questions it asks you now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the first box you have to click before you do anything. And then there's a reminder that comes up every like 30 minutes says, okay, here's how much you've spent and whatever, or here much you've won. 
So it's great. And I actually do it for entertainment. I actually go on our site. Like after this, I'll be watching the Blue Jays game and see. I, I like watching the dual screen experience, watching the game and then seeing the bets like, oh, is the uh, the next batter going to get a hit? I'm like, hmm. The, the one time, the first time I experienced the in-game betting, it was, who was in the play? Was it St. Louis and Minnesota played each other in the first round uh, last year? Mm, whoever yeah. whoever Minnesota was playing. I was watching the game. I'm like, holy crap, St. Louis is flying here. And they were down like 2-1. I'm like, they're going to score the next goal. They're going to win this game. And so I made those two bets and I won both of them. And I talked to my buddy who works for the NHLPA. And he's like, Dan, you made those bets. And again, they were only $5 each. So I bet $10 and then ended up winning like 25. My buddy says, Dan, you made those bets. And what did you do? You watched the rest of the game, didn't you? I'm like, I sure as hell did because I was invested. So that's why the leagues love it. Because once you have a, a $2 bet, a $5 bet, a $10 bet locked in, you're like, this game, I am not turning away. So that's why they love these new apps. And it's been happening in Europe forever. It, in Europe hockey arenas, you can't get to your seat until you go through a betting booth, basically somewhere where you can put money down. Like there are, there's areas in the arena where you can go gamble. If it's slots, if it's cards, if it's betting on the actual game, that's right in front of you. Like it, it's been happening across the world. I think the sports, the, the major sports in North America finally realized that, Hey, there is a lot of money to be made here. So let's, uh, instead of these illegal companies, these overshore companies making the money, let's take our own little chip here and, and, uh, and let some, some North American companies take hold with it too. Uh, a hundred percent. And once all the provinces like Ontario is the only one in Canada that has, uh, it legal right now, it's approved for every province. Ontario is the only one that's allowed the outside companies to come in. And once, all the other provinces see the profits that the Ontario government's making. They're going to be like, well, I want some of that. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting right to the end here. We don't have a whole lot of time left. So I'm going to ask you one more question. It's the one I promised earlier. Oh yeah. This is the one that Jay answered. <laughs> yes. So Jay answered uh, a whole bunch. This is one specific this, one yeah. that I think you might be able to get. So during your two show on, on a company that shall not be named, uh, you had a lot of skits and I'll call them skits, but it was just, it, it was reoccurring segments that you had a lot of fun. So I just asked him, what was, what was your favorite skit? What was your favorite segment that you did? The ever, ever, ever. Well, oh, that one's, we that should, one's easy. We should limit it to the, the company here in Canada because that's what we watched growing up. So that's easy. Gritty. Where I did the gritty intro, um, announcing gritty is the new mascot. And then I said, the flyers had an old mascot named Slapshot, And then Jay says, Wait, bring Slapshot back? And Slapshot is a mascot who's holding his back. And he's like, Slapshot looks like he's got back problems. And this is a and this is a line that I used last week in my house whenever I mentioned my back. Because <laughs> the next line Jay says is, oh, my back. I can't perform for these kids. That's a line that gets used once a month in this house by myself or by my kids. And actually, someone sent me the clip because it was Gritty's birthday over the weekend, and I forgot to send that video out. But that was my favorite thing that we ever did on our shows together because you could never replicate that. It was not written. Our director was on point by going to the things and bringing them back. Jay was on point because he was paying attention, and just the reaction of both of us involved is something that 
perfectly encapsulates our show in which we wanted to do every single night was that moment. And that was like pure perfection. Now we did go back and listen to Jay's answer. Do you have any guess on what he said? Cause was that wasn't it. That was not it. That was not it. I have no clue. I've never heard him answer that question before. I think he would know that that would be my answer was gritty. He, uh, he said it was the sticky. Oh, the sticky. Ah, that was the, that one's from the vault. Yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, I like gritty better. Sorry. By the way, gritty is just the scariest looking monster that's ever been put in. A- it's amazing. It's amazing. It's brilliant. He's and by the way, sweet. do they still sell sell stickies? I don't think they sell those anymore. Uh, I tried. Probably it. It have did not to work real hard. I don't even know how many stickies they sold well. then. Yeah, it was a weird product. It was the same guy who did the sham. Wow, it was the same inventor. Hmm. So they probably didn't sell a whole lot, is what? No, the sham. Wow, they sold a lot. That guy made a lot of money. But I, then I meant the sticky. Did the sticky ever sell that much? Oh yeah, I'm sure it was like 15 bucks and the way they sell those things, you're going to sell a bunch. If you just come up with one of those products and put it on an infomercial, you, you, you sell out and then you move on to the next product. You make your money, you get out of there. Uh, anyways, we're right up against the wall for time. Uh, we thank you for joining us. It's been an absolute blast to talk to you here on the show this week. And uh, hopefully down the road, uh, we'll be listening to some boomsies and maybe we'll get the chance to talk again. Thank you, Dan. Guys, I really appreciate it. I'm glad we figured out who everyone was. And, uh, oh, crap, there's just a cat came out of my ceiling. I better go take care of that problem, I guess. Goldline is proud to be a sponsor of the Port Elgin Chrysler 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties, presented by Bruce Power, coming to Saugeen Shores January 23rd to the 29th. When you're ready to curl like a pro, shop Goldline, the choice of champions. Finances change as life changes, like when you get married or start a new job or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge, and I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life Advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes. You're listening to The Smitty and Mitty Show. Oh my goodness, it's The Smitty and Mitty Show. Tyler Middleton, Noah Smith, back with you for segment three. Thank you to Dan O'Toole for joining us. I know we say it a lot, but... You're going to say it again? It just, it it puts the giddiness into me. To, To see Dan O'Toole on the other side and like interacting with us not just on a I, i'm used to seeing him on the tv screen mm-hmm. but to, for him to actually talk to us him speaking words back to us yes in answering our my questions when mm-hmm. i actually talk to him this the time. midi and smitty show it's it, it's still baffling to me it's fun it's a lot of fun it's not even it's not who even are we the, kidding it's, it's not even the funness it, it, it is though it, it, it no, is i'm not saying it's not fun it's clearly fun it's it's the baffling it, it baffles me that we that people that, that that they agree to come on the show yeah it baffles me what a world we live in Okay, where people can just zoom in and we can just talk to them. We can talk to Dan O'Toole, Jay Onright, what was it, 15 episodes ago, right? Two of the guys that, like, quite literally, we grew up idolizing. Sure, they had to come on the show at separate times, but, like, amazing. What a blast. Midian Smitty Show, eh? I think they would ever come on together. Ah, 
we could. Mm, I don't think so. I'm sure they get like a hundred requests to do 1, that. Thousand. And I don't think that the company that we cannot name. The company. Well, we can name it now that he's gone, right? No. I wouldn't because he's in the episode. Yes, true. Okay, we will not name the company that he used to work for. That Jay does work for. Yes, that that would be the problem. I, I think, think I don't yeah, know if I, that, I think, company would I allow said, them to be yeah, together. Yeah, that's the thing. I think said company would be like, eh, Jay, you can go, but you're not coming back here on Monday. <laughs> you don't have you don't have a desk here anymore if you go. So that'd be I think that's desk. more. Of the he's issue. a tall fellow. That'd be a tall, high a tall desk. Fellow. Or his knees would just be hitting the top. So quickly, do, 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 Jose, do, do, Jose Brios or. Ross Stripling. I'm not answering this question because as we talk right now, Brios takes to the hill on a Tuesday night. Before you know the results of this, Jose Brios or Ross Stripling? Because it's pretty simple to me. Ross Stripling. That's the wrong answer. That's the right answer. And you know why? trying to win a baseball You know game. why it's the wrong answer? $140 million. That's why. I don't like, I hate that, that answer from you. You're trying to win baseball games. No, you're trying if to... If you're trying to keep people happy, then maybe he should have performed better. You're trying to keep the guy that's going to be around for another seven years after this. You're trying to make him want to come back next year, and the pitcher I'll that... tell you what will make him want to come back. Not getting the start that he thinks he's going to get. Because now he's going to need to perform. Will now it? he's going to need to want to come back with a little fire lit underneath his bottom, ready to perform. Better than he did this year, which... Did you think he performed good this year? I think he's had moments of brilliance and moments of terribleness. Sure, but you can't have moments of terribleness in the playoffs. You cannot. Who is telling us that Ross Stripling is not going to have moments of terribleness in the playoffs? Ross Stripling just seems far more consistent. You know what you're going to get. It's not going to be the ceiling of what Barrios can do, but I don't think it's going to be the base. So Ross Stripling, I think we can tell. I don't think Ross Stripling is going to give you only two innings. So why not this? Especially if you're at home. If you're at home, I think it's Barrios... Undoubtedly, because his splits, home and away, his home splits sure. are incredible. And I'm fine with that. I do not want to throw Barrios in a road game if you have to play three games on the road. So Ross Stripling is used to coming out of the bullpen. Jose Barrios is not. And for at least that first series, you only need three starters. This is this is saying that don't use Alec Manoa, which they have threatened to if, if home field is on the line in that last Baltimore series. So... Why not start Barrios, even if you're on the road, and have Ross Stripling in the bullpen ready to go? If 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 you know what hits the fan, you are coming in. I don't care if it's the first, second, or third inning. So who starts the other game? What other game? It's a three-game series. Yeah, but if you said Manoa is... If Manoa has to start, then if, it has to be Stripling. Uh, it's, it, it, if, if, if Manoa so, has so to let's start... Say, let's, say, let's say Manoa... Then it would be Gosman, Stripling, Barrios in the third with Alec Manoa ready to go on three days rest. Okay. That would be my answer. I don't like the answer. I just think it's hard to... A player that's going to be leaving next year because the Jays can't afford what Ross Stripling's going to be asking for now, it's hard to put him over a guy who willingly signed a long-term contract. We'll find out. We'll find out. Let's try and get an answer. Uh, Smitty Mini Show, we're going to wrap things up on the other side of the break, but as for now, we got to get one final word in from the sponsors on the Smitty Mini Show radio network. Finances change as life changes, like when you get married or start a new job or welcome a new member to your family. Each one of them comes with their own unique financial challenge, and I'm here to help you make sense of them and keep you on the path to your financial goals. I'm Dave Middleton, your Sun Life Advisor. Send me an email to dave.middleton at sunlife.com. I'm here to help navigate life's changes. 
Gold Line is proud to be a sponsor of the Port Elgin Chrysler 2023 Ontario Tankard and Scotties, presented by Bruce Power, coming to Saugeen Shores January 23rd to the 29th. When you're ready to curl like a pro, shop Gold Line, the choice of champions. Now back to the Smitty and Mitty Show. Smitty and Mitty Show back here for one last segment. Tyler Middleton, Noah Smith, Dan O'Toole joining us earlier. His podcast, Boomsy. Boomsies. You can find absolutely anywhere. And as I heard him say, uh, make sure you type it in. Don't use word to text. Because mm. it comes up with a completely different word when you do it like that. Boomsy. What? We didn't get to ask him, but we do didn't. you know what Boomsy comes from? From the the show. It's one of his sayings. So apparently one of the producers in LA used to say it in his ear whenever something would happen. So they'd be watching, you know, the highlights, they'd be going through their work and somebody would fall and, and the producer would go, that's a boomsy. And I think I would have a really hard time keeping a straight face if a producer if in my in ear, ear during the broadcast said boomsy. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough work. Uh, there's a producer that we have at Rogers TV here in London, Chris Burgles. He is in your ear constantly during games, constantly giving you random stuff. He'd be talking about the sunset. He'll be talking about some guy who's sitting in the third row as you're trying to call the game. It's the most annoying, but also like funniest thing ever. So I'm sure it could be helpful. You get used to it. It might be helpful at times, but when someone's talking to me, I tend to stop and listen. So I feel like I'd be, and the two. Okay. Like I I would have to stop and listen to what he's Mm -hmm. saying in my ear. I feel like not to do it as you're talking. It would, it would kill me. I think. Yeah. You'd be fine. I think you'd be fine. You're a radio veteran now. Oh, by the way, congratulations to yourself and Dylan Baker on uh, being, I don't even know what it was, the Broadcasters of the Year in the IBL. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And along with another championship for the London Majors. Another championship for the London Majors this year. Another ring going up in the Smitty Mitty Show studios. Wee bit sour as, I mean, I I was part of the broadcast for five times this year and didn't get any mention, but that's all right. Yeah, you'll get one eventually. From? Next year. When you're a bigger part of the broadcast. Oh, Maybe? I? Question mark? Oh, Who so knows? now I'm coming over to Lucan, and then you're going to make me part of... Listen, man, you want to be a part of my life. you got to be a part of my life. <laughs> Smitty Mitty Show wrapping things up for another week. <laughs> Big thank you to our sponsors, Goldline Curling, the choice of champions. Dave Middleton at Sun Life Financial and King Carden Life is brighter under the sun. Mitty, we will see everyone next week for more mediocre sports content here on the Smitty Mitty Show.